Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello, gorgeous friends. Welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. I'm really grateful that you are here and I'm excited to talk about something, quote, normal. I know that if you're listening to this right now, we're in an interesting time in human history, but I want to bring back some of this really high quality content about women's health, women's wisdom, healing yourself, and of course, empowerment. So I've got a really good episode for you here today. We're going to be talking about HPV what it means to get an abnormal pap. We're going to talk about how to heal yourself and your cervix, the shame of having an STI, even though HPV is often referred to as the cold of the cervix, meaning it's very common. We're going to talk about the power of the cervix and so much more. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I am borderline obsessed (laughs) with the cervix. I think she is the most magical part of the female anatomy, and what this body part does is simply extraordinary. If you haven't listened to the other two podcast episodes I've done just on cervical health, make sure you go to the link in the show notes or browse back through the podcast library so you can find them. I did one just about the cervix, uh, some of the simple anatomy of the cervix, basically what none of us were ever taught about our cervix or our bodies. And then in the second one, oh, it was so good. We talked about the cervix and the vagus nerve and how this uh, associates with trauma how the cervix and different parts of our body can store trauma and also how to release it. That was one of the most downloaded episodes I've ever put out there. And for good reason, because it was so good. (laughs) I know I'm biased, but it really was so good. So today we're talking more about the cervix, but also about HPV, about this STI that affects so many people, about the shame component that comes up whenever someone is diagnosed with an STI. We're going to talk about, like I said, pap smears and the LEAP procedure, and I'm going to answer a lot of the big questions that I see online about the cervix. So, are you ready? (laughs) Let's do this. Let's dive into the power of the feminine body. So, first and foremost, let's talk about what HPV is. A lot of us have probably heard of it, probably, uh, you know, we've gone to a doctor and had them encourage us to get the HPV vaccine, and yes, I will address that at the end of this episode if you're wondering what my opinion on that is. Maybe you've heard about it from sexual partners. Maybe you've been diagnosed with it. This is a question that I've gotten many, many times from women on Instagram asking for me to do an episode just on STIs. Um, That will be coming at some point, but for now we're focusing on HPV, which is also known as human papilloma virus. So like I said, it's been called the cold of the cervix by some doctors, meaning it is fairly innocuous. It's not... um, As dangerous as we may be led to believe, there are only certain instances when it can contribute to something like warts or could increase your risk of cancer. But for a lot of people, they can be diagnosed with HPV and not really see any clear symptoms of it. So this is a pretty wild statistic. Up to 80% of sexually active people likely have HPV. So what that means is it's very common. A lot of people have it. And knowing how to address it and how to heal any virus in the body, I think is incredibly empowering. But then also knowing more about your cervix so that you know if something is abnormal is really essential as well. 
So like I said, HPV doesn't always cause harm, but it can lead to warts. There are certain strains of HPV that would contribute to that. And there may be an increased risk of cancer down the road. But I think what's more important than any of that is to recognize the stigma of any STI or the shame that can come from the simple diagnoses of an STI or a sexually transmitted infection. I think there is a massive stigma. And if you've ever been diagnosed with any form of an STI, likely it was pretty shameful. Um, I think even the act of going in at times to a gynecologist to, you know, have a pap smear or to have someone look at such a vulnerable part of your body can often be really shameful for everyone. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of layers to this. And I think a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about. The shame, I think, can be more damaging than any physical diagnoses because now we're starting to resent ourselves, now we're starting to wonder if we have worth, now we're starting to feel dirty, and all of this comes from our social programming. It comes from what we were taught about these things. It comes from, you know, that like seventh grade health class when they told you that if you get these kinds of things, then you are gross and dirty and flawed and you just slept around too much. So we have to recognize, especially with HPV, is that it is very common that you can support your body to have the HPV be non-existent or dormant. And there is a lot of wisdom in having any sort of a diagnosis like this because it's an opportunity for healing. So let's talk about the cervix. The cervix is the doorway to the womb. So if you think of your female anatomy, you have your beautiful womb or the uterus. And then below that you have the cervix, which is also thought of as the neck of the uterus. And then you have the vaginal canal and then of course the vagina. So the cervix really does stand as that doorway to the womb. It controls what goes in and out of the womb. What's amazing about the cervix is it's directly connected to our voice and our ability to make noise. And if you listen to the other podcast episode I did about the vagus nerve, then you know I talked about this at length, that for a long time we didn't necessarily understand this correlation, why, for example, when you are making love, you have this desire to open your mouth and make deep primal noises. And you feel those same desires when you are giving birth, as you want to open your jaw, open your mouth, make these deep moaning-like noises so that the cervix literally opens, therefore baby can come out. So for a long time, we didn't understand why these two things were connected, the voice or the esophagus and the cervix. But in recent years, as they've studied the vagus nerve, which is the coolest thing ever, they found that the vagus nerve actually runs from the brain all the way down into the cervix. And it goes through a few specific places like the throat, the diaphragm, the uterus, and the cervix. So all of this is connected. So this is also connected to our points of pleasure. A cervical orgasm is said to be the most, the most pleasurable orgasm a woman can experience. And there's not really an equivalent for men. So a cervical orgasm is very specific to the feminine. And the pleasure through the cervix goes through the vagus nerve. And so even women that say have been paralyzed or have a limited function in the spinal column may not be able to experience, say, a clitoral stimulation or something with the G-spot. However, they will still be able to likely experience a cervical orgasm because it has nothing to do with the spinal column. It is the vagus nerve. Isn't that so cool? It's like a mind-blown kind of moment to think about how intricate the body works and how powerful the cervix really is. And yet, how many of us never learned anything about our cervixes? It really is the most forgotten part of our anatomy, I believe. 
unless you have given birth or specifically had an abnormal pap or been diagnosed with cervical dysplasia, likely you've never thought about your cervix. And most women have never seen their cervix. They've never felt their cervix. She's so forgotten, and I resonate with that too. It wasn't until I began my studies in naturopathic medicine that I was like, oh, there's this whole other part of the anatomy here, you know? How wild is that? The cervix is also connected to our ability to open, to create, and on a more spiritual level, since I know you all love this combination that I love as well, which is merging the science with the spirituality, the cervix is said to really be the doorway or the the keeper of the womb, meaning it remembers everything that has ever penetrated you. So we'll talk more about that in just a few minutes to, you know, discuss how we can boost the health of the cervix and clear paps. But just marinate on that for a second. The cervix remembers everything that has ever penetrated you or touched the cervix. So whether that was in intimacy, that was consensual or not, or whatever, the cervix remembers. The cervix is very much connected to your ability to feel safe in the world, to express yourself, to create, and to know pleasure. And especially if you have a hard time reaching orgasm, or the act of making love isn't the most ecstatic experience for you, that may indicate that there is some numbness in the cervix and something that we can lovingly start to support and bring out this this wild, pleasurable place. So... Let's talk a little bit more about the anatomy of the cervix. So if you think of a cervix, think of a round shape with a little hole in the middle. So we have the cervical face and then we have the cervical os, which is the little hole that would go up through the uterus. So for example, if you go into your doctor and you have a pap smear done, when they're pulling the the cells from the pap smear, they're pulling the cells from the spot around the oz. So they're not pulling those cells from the outer edge, they're more so around the inner edge. And this is called the zone of transformation. So this is like like such a cool thing. I was just mind blown when I learned about this. So the zone of transformation is called that because cells on the cervix begin to generate inside of the cervical oz or the cervical canal. So the cells start to grow there and then they begin to come out through the oz and then move outwards along the face. And the cells literally change type and size. So when a cell is inside of the cervical oz, they are columnar cells. So they're very tall cells. When they actually start to come out to the surface though, they change, they transform into squamous cells. And these cells lay very flat. You could kind of think of them like fish cells or not fish cells, (laughs) fish scales. So this is the zone of transformation where these cells are truly transforming. And then, like I said, they start to move outwards until likely they disintegrate into the body and the next cells continue to regenerate. So when you have an abnormal pap smear, they're taking a small hole punch of your cervix in the transformation zone to sample these cells to test. So if something comes back irregular, Likely it was irregular from the creation, so while it was still in the cervical oz, which means the body is making irregular cells there. So what I'm trying to say here is they don't just magically become irregular once they're on the face of the cervix because it's this regenerating motion. I wish you could all see my hands. It's really this like big cyclical motion. We have to look at why is the body creating abnormal cells. So if you've ever had a pap smear done, you probably know they're not the most enjoyable thing. They're quite painful, actually. 
And the idea of hole punching something as sacred as a cervix is a very interesting concept in a lot of ways, but we won't go there. <laughs> so if you've ever had abnormal um, cells come back on your pap smear, then you were probably told it's a sin or C-I-N, and they probably gave you a number. So maybe sin one, meaning the most non-threatening, but something is abnormal up to a two or a three. And at the point of a, like a sin four, that would generally be considered some form of cancer or severe abnormalities. So what I want to just put out there right now is this question, and that is, before we start to look at our body as flawed or like it's not working or something's inherently you know, malfunctioning inside of us, why do we not ask ourselves the question, but why is the body creating abnormal cells? Why are these cells inside of my cervical canal beginning to become abnormal? Why are they shifting? Why are they coming out onto the face of the cervix different than they're supposed to be? So this, I believe, is an opportunity to begin to boost the health of the cells so that as they continue to transform, again, think of that as a really powerful part of this, the cervix cells are always changing, always fluctuating, which means that with the right support, you can encourage new healthy cells to come out and push out or regenerate the old cells that may be abnormal. Does this make sense? Do you see how there is a really powerful opportunity for healing here? So let's talk about some tips to get clear paps or to simply boost the health of your cervix and whether or not you've ever been diagnosed with something irregular on your cervix, this is all preventative medicine right here. The sad truth is that many women will experience some sort of cervical imbalance in their life. And this is for so many reasons. Um, I have a number of clients that have worked with me exclusively from a place of prevention because their mother or grandmother or sister or someone has had a lot of struggles with their cervical health or their reproductive health in general, hormones, whatever. And they come to me to ensure that that doesn't happen for them. So know that even if this doesn't seem relevant, oh, it's relevant. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about my big tips to get clear paps or to boost the health of your cervix. So the number one thing we have to do is support the body on a viral level. So viruses can live in the body and viruses like to drill into the cells of your body. So they're quite vigorous. They're quite, um, they're just like nasty little things. They really can take over your body. They're very different than something like a bacteria. A virus chooses to go into the cell, operate from the cell, and then duplicate itself. So we have to think on that level. So there's a lot of nutritional things we can do. We can look at things like folate. That's going to help make sure that the body is continuing to create new healthy cells. Using things like teas to mineralize the body. I mean, I know I sound like a broken record. I talk about teas so much in the podcast, on Instagram, pretty much everywhere. But when we're working with really nutrient-dense herbs, these are some of the best things in the world to get high-quality minerals into the body that your body can actually use and assimilate. So deep mineralization is really essential here. We can then also add in other things like vaginal steaming and things to help the body continue to regenerate cells. The thing here is I can't give many like one-size-fits-all suggestions because every woman's health experience is different. They have different health backgrounds. They have different hormone things going on. They may have other STIs present. And so this is why, you know, I could see 30 women with HPV and every single one would have a, a dramatically different healing protocol. And I think that's where naturopathic medicine is really beautiful because we choose to look at the whole person and give something very personalized. So if you're like 
disappointed <laughs> that you don't get more uh, suggestions right here. Know that these high quality teas, mineralization, folate, vaginal steaming are all really good starting points. But then depending on what is going on for you in your body, we add on to that. So the second big thing with the cervix is to reflect on any sexual partners or any penetration you've experienced in your life. So again, this is maybe more of that spiritual side, but the cervix remembers everything that has ever penetrated you. So what I would encourage you to do, and this can be somewhat intense, but I encourage you to explore this, and that is to write down every experience or the name of every person that has ever penetrated you or connected with you in that way. And to notice how it feels to write each experience or name. So if one feels especially raw, or if you get a real visceral response, then maybe there's some healing to be done there. Maybe there is more healing or awareness that we need to do around this experience or this person. Certainly, especially if we have ever been touched in a non-consensual way, likely that is far more um, visceral or far more traumatic than other experiences. But I must say, even from my own experience, there were moments as I was doing this practice on myself that I was surprised at the visceral response I was getting from experiences that I thought were good experiences. So don't don't discount it. Don't like immediately label something as like, well, that was a good experience, so everything's fine. The body holds on to trauma. The body experiences trauma maybe differently than how we consciously process it. So be open to doing that and noticing what your cervix feels or says as you write down these experiences. And if you do this practice, I would love to be of support. So send me an Instagram message and let me know how it was for you. I'm here to support you. The third big thing to get big uh, res uh, results or to start to see clear paps, boost the health of your cervix is to have compassion. This is so important. See this as an opportunity for healing rather than a sentencing. So before you get wrapped up in the fear and before you maybe consider doing some pretty dramatic procedures, we'll talk about things like leap in just a minute. Notice that this is an opportunity for healing. Listen to your own intuition, get multiple opinions, certainly work with your doctor, but also consider working with someone like a naturopath so that they can help you be empowered in whatever decision you make. A good doctor is going to empower you to listen to your own intuition, to listen to what is right for you. So again, this is so big. It's an opportunity rather than a sentencing. And then lastly, feel or witness your cervix and choose to heal from love. If you've never seen what your cervix looks like, this would be a great time to do it. So the next time you go into your gynecologist, when they have the speculum inside of you, ask for a mirror and ask to look at your cervix. See your cervix. It changes the relationship you have when you actually see what this beautiful piece of anatomy looks like. Feel your cervix. And this is why I'm such a big proponent for natural fertility tracking methods, because it allows you to have this really beautiful, intimate connection with your body where you're feeling your cervix, you're noticing your cervical nectar, you're noticing how your body changes throughout the month, and it gives you this awareness and grace and compassion that just isn't as possible when, you know, we're taking a pill or sticking an IUD in our cervix or something like that. And doing all of this from a place of love is really, really key. So how would you treat, you know, your daughter if she had something going on with her body? You would love her and you would support her and you would just be unconditionally there for her. So be that same way for yourself. Think of yourself as this beautiful 
person simply needing some more support in this moment. The more you heal your cervix, truly the more connected you'll feel to yourself. Here's also just a few other things to contemplate or feel into. There is a massive correlation in my experience between HPV and cervical imbalances with feelings of being unheard in life. We know that emotions can manifest into physical ailments in the body. So if you have a chronic pattern in your life of not feeling heard, not being able to speak up, having a hard time having a voice, this may end up transpiring into something physical within the cervix. Uh, Being disconnected from self. If you feel like you've always felt like you're not sure who you are, you have a really hard time knowing your intuition or knowing what you actually need or want, this could again show up in something like the cervix. Sexual trauma, of course, is very heavy, is very, very intense for the body and the spirit to process. So know that that can also show up on a physical level. The last one I see a lot is abandonment. Abandonment of self or abandonment from someone else. So in hearing all of that, if one of those especially resonated, I would love for you to journal about that or reflect on it or send me a message. This is why I love working with my clients because we have the capacity to not just talk about how to physically heal the cervix, you know, yes, let's regenerate your cells and yes, let's get you a clear pap. But what about all this other stuff? What about this other layer of emotional healing or trauma or talking about abandonment or talking about these times in life you didn't feel heard? In my opinion, those kinds of conversations are just as important in the healing process as any supplement or mineral. This is why I do what I love, my friends, and the work I do is is simply the most incredible thing in the world to me. And this is why I believe with good support, especially, you can heal. You can support your body and you can radically transform your health. So link in the show notes if you want to work with me. It's an application process. I work with women that are 100% invested in healing themselves. And if that is you, let's do this. I am here for you. Okay, so now I'm going to ask some of the common questions I get about the cervix. So I went through all of my Instagram DMs since that's where I seem to get the most questions. And these are some of the most common questions I get about the cervix, about um, STIs, all the things. So let's just go down the rabbit hole a little bit more with each other. (laughs) Okay, so one really big question I get is, do I recommend the LEAP procedure? And that's L-E-E-P. Rabbit hole question, whoa. So if you don't know what LEAP is, it is loop electrosurgical excision procedure, and it is just as intense as it sounds. So when you have abnormal cells on your cervix, they may encourage you to have the LEAP procedure done. So they use a little loop to scrape off the abnormal cells from your cervical face or your transformation zone. And then they burn lightly the head of your cervix so that it uh, cauterizes the blood vessels so you don't bleed. So yes, that's really intense. Um, From my experience, when I work with women that have had the LEAP procedure done, they tend to experience a lot of troubles and difficulties after the procedure. Another big thing too is it's very common for women to have a very, very difficult time experiencing pleasure or being able to orgasm after having the LEAP procedure done. So is this a procedure that I would ever want done for me? Absolutely not. Is it a procedure that I think is used way too often? Yes. 
In a life or death scenario, does it have its time and place? Absolutely. But if you wanted my honest opinion about LEAP procedure, it would be to definitely proceed at caution. It is not always necessary and it is very invasive and is known to have a lot of struggles after the procedure. Uh, here's another question. Can a woman be diagnosed with HPV and later clear it? Yes. Sometimes HPV will disappear on its own, but it doesn't necessarily fix itself. It just goes dormant in the body to where it may not show up necessarily on a test. With proper support and with the right tools, though, yes, you can clear your HPV. All right, here's the next one. Have you seen women clear HPV and get normal PAPs again? 1000% yes. With diligence and good support, yes, it is possible in my opinion to get clear PAPs. We just have to support the body in creating new healthy cells. And I have seen women clear their HPV. So this is why I do what I do, my friends. Link in the show notes to work with me. You deserve support on your journey and no one should have to do this on their own. Next question, how can I work with you? Well, <laughs> go to the link in my show notes and you can also go to cassandrawilder.com slash heal and apply to work with me. Here's a uh, good one. Do I recommend the HPV vaccine Gardasil? My friends, I keep it real here on this podcast. The Gardasil vaccine, the HPV vaccine are some of the most atrocious things that have ever been created in this world. If you don't believe me, I would encourage you to just Google HPV vaccine side effects. Millions of women have been devastated by this vaccine specifically. And um, no, there is no way I would ever recommend that. Like any procedure or you know anything in the world, not all people who get it are going to notice a change or notice something abnormal in the body, you know? So meaning not everyone's going to have an extreme side effect, though many people do specifically from this one. Um, I would recommend even if you don't notice any side effects from it, but you did have the vaccine, to work with a naturopath so that you can start to support the body and removing the heavy metals and all of the other things that can still contribute to more struggles and challenges down the road. So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> and then lastly, what emotional advice would you give a woman who is healing her cervix? My emotional advice would be to remember that it is possible to heal, that you deserve to feel alive and supported and guided throughout your healing process, that you are capable of doing this, but you don't have to do it alone. So get the real support that you need. Get someone that's going to be your advocate no matter what, that's going to keep it real for you, that's going to tell you straight, and also be the person you can go to on those days when you are really struggling, when you feel like whatever you do isn't working. Every woman deserves that support. So get support. So if this whole conversation was fascinating, mind-blowing, boggling, all the things for you, come find me on Instagram at Menstruation Queen. Send me a message. It means the world when I hear from all of you. I really, really am so grateful for this community now more than ever. So humbly and gratefully, thank you from the bottom of my heart. The cervix is amazing. You all know I could just talk about her all day long. <laughs> so we're going to conclude it here. If I can be of support on your healing journey, go to CassandraWilder.com slash heal. Apply to work with me. We'll get you in in the next couple days for a free call, and we will begin the healing journey right after that. All right, my beautiful friends, enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. 
If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.